0: Blob Talk Radio Yet our best trained Yet our best trained Best educated Best equipped Best prepared
1: Troops refuse to fight Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight.
2: Welcome to another broadcast night right here on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to The Tony Stalin Show. The Tony Stalling Show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host.
1: And now, get ready
2: for an exciting Blog Buster. Like the the power power episode episode of Tony Stones. Right Right here. Right now. And now. Now. The man himself.
1: Tony Stone. Another summer. Fuck drummer Music in your heart Cause I know I you got soul I mean, hey, hey. listen if you're missing y'all Swinging while I'm singing. Hey Giving what you're getting uh. Knowing what I'm knowing While the black fans sweating In the river I'm rolling Gotta give us what we want uh. Gotta give us what we need Hey <laughs> Our freedom of speech Is freedom of death We, we got, got to fight the, fight fight the, the power baby Fight the power beat, beat, Fight the power Fight the power the power, fight the power, fight the power, fight the power. power. We got, we got to fight not the powers that be. As not the not rhythm's not designed to bounce with help, it's at the line. Not designed to fill your mind. Now that you realize the prize arrives, we, we got, got to bust the stuff to the make it tough. From the heart, to start a star, the work of our to revolutionized. Oh, make a change up this break. People, people, we people. are the same. No one not the same, because we don't you know the game. What we need is awareness. We can't get careless. You say, what is this?
2: Uh, that you're doing something else Okay, alright, just had to make a few things, uh, adjustable here Alright, welcome to the show tonight Tonight, the name of the show What's the name of the show? Okay, the Ferguson decision, what you may not know And other stuff Other stuff meaning I might talk about Bill Cosby Just a tea bit Because that's what I want to do can you lower that just a bit? Thank you. All right. I want to talk about Bill Cosby a little bit, but I don't think I'm going to do it right now. We got uh, Curtis Taylor was scheduled to be here and Cam I Am. They are not in the studios as of now, which is cool. I do better alone. <laughs> I don't know how that came out. But I do better alone. And uh, if they call in find they don't fire. Uh, People are now beginning to call into the system. Welcome to the Soul of America Radio. I am Tony Starling. I do it better, or at least that's what they've been telling me. So therefore, uh, tonight, I do plan on making a a slight continuation of what we had last night. Last night's show, if you were on, uh, dealt with this Ferguson decision. But I'm going to be a little lighter tonight. I'm not going to be so deep and, and, you know, so serious about it, but this is... A Fight the Power show. Meaning, uh, and, and, and the differences in my Fight the Power shows is that I focus on some issue that, uh, that is affecting our community. Mainly, uh, these killings of black males that seem to be more popular than Santa Claus in the 60s. So, with that being said... Welcome to the show, and we do have it. I know I'm too close. Why are you telling me that? I'm too close to the mic? What am I too close to? Okay. Is that better? Okay, thank you. People are bothering me here in my studio. So, the main thing that I want to focus on tonight is last night and the night before that, when we were on J.R. Thick on the show, Hope and Healing and Generate the we focused on the decision and the riots. Just like everybody else. I don't have my TV on now, but I'm willing to bet that CNN is standing out there, even if it's a dog and two cats waiting on somebody to fight. I guarantee you. I know it. They're standing there waiting on somebody to fight so they can broadcast it all over the United States and tell them, look at those blacks out there fighting. But nothing. And let me tell you this. I want to apologize to my listeners. I was very hard on the rioters, and I, and I and and for good reason. They should not be rioting. Okay, go ahead and take my music down. Okay, I love it, but take it down, a little bit lower. Okay, the reason that this bothers me now, and and I had a chance to think about it today. Uh, and and you can dial in at three two three seven eight four nine six three eight three two three seven eight four nine six three eight gets you right here on the air with me, or you can just listen. And if you're holding now, you can press um, 1 to be connected to talk to your boy, to talk to me. So I, I just wanted to say that I think that well, the, the, the last couple of days we've been focusing on this riot, Ferguson, riot, Ferguson, riot, Ferguson. And in actuality, the real thing we need to be focusing on is the killing of Michael Brown and the uh, events surrounding that and this non-indictment that never happened. And hold on just a second. Okay, I got some uh, Starbucks coffee here I'm sipping on. I'm getting high, baby. So listen, this non-indictment, okay, they did not indict him. So I wanted to sort of shift the focus from yelling and screaming about them not indicting Darren Wilson, the officer that shot and killed Mike Brown. Uh, I just don't know. (laughs) I want to make sure that I stay. I want you to know that I I, I, I still, I still, still feel that it's worthless. Uh, Somebody told me they'll be listening and shredding cheese, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> I will be listening and shredding cheese. Thank you, uh, Miss B. I appreciate that. Let me know that you're going to be listening and shredding cheese, whatever that means. I hope that doesn't mean like in the bathroom. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry about that. But tonight I'm going to be a little bit lighter than I have been the last couple of nights. I-, I can't be serious three nights in a row. But I got some serious stuff to discuss. So with that being said, I kinda wanted to kinda wanted to bring the issue back to the indictment and what happened at the scene of the crime. Okay? And uh no, I got I just got somebody uh, wrote me and said, Fire the staff. <laughs> Music's still not down, fire the staff. You are so hilarious. Y'all are so hilarious, some of my people that's listening. I'm not gonna fire the staff. I love the staff. Um uh, so you guys don't have nothing to worry about. <laughs> that person is stark raving mad. I am not firing my staff. But as I was saying, tonight's show, I'm going to lighten up a bit, okay? And I'm not going to focus so much on the riots, you know. Uh, I'm not. What I want to get into tonight is the mechanics of why we're here. I don't necessarily want to focus on... Uh, you know, a lot of people that's having these talk shows right now as we speak, they're talking about blacks tearing up the place. They're talking about cops shooting black people, and and it's true. But I want to change a little bit and focus on the area, first of all, what is really going on? What what, what might you may not know? You know, and, and it's funny how the media, and, and I'm still all over the media's case, I'm still all over them. I think it's not responsible. I think it lacks responsible and what are you am you still hearing that? Okay. I think it lacks responsible news reporting the way CNN has handled this. I think it was less than responsible the way CNN handled Trayvon Martin. Okay. This instant here that they acted with that they did with this Michael Brown. And see, it's it's no longer the Michael Brown killing. It's now the Ferguson decision, the Ferguson this, the Ferguson that, the Ferguson riots, the Ferguson, the black people Ferguson people, black people riot, Ferguson violence. It's all the same. Anything but the Michael Brown killing. So in looking at the Michael Brown killing, what really happened? What is it that you may not know? First of all, the grand jury, in this, almost treated it like a trial. And check this out <laughs> the only people that really testified were all for Darren Wilson. Well, I'll be down. Look at it. We are not even, look, CNN is not talked, the, the, the all the information was released regarding the grand jury decision. Okay? And if you look at what's been released, you will be shocked. You remember back when O.J., uh, and I see you two, five, six. I think that's Curtis. I'm going to get you in just a minute and bring you on. But do you remember when we had the O.J. debacle and people that were not of color were shocked when O.J. walked clean out courthouse after everyone knew (laughs) that he had murdered Nicole. I said it. I said it. He murdered her. Everybody knew it. Black people, man, were partying, jumping up and down, shouting OJ. He was... And we all knew he killed her. We were just happy to see that finally, for once, justice... Justice fell over on itself. The law enforcement system that for so many years put black people in jail, harassed them, beat them down on Bloody Sunday, have finally gotten too sloppy for the black male. What do you mean, Tony? There were a lot of things with this Ferguson deal. And I mentioned in Ferguson, now Michael Brown killing, but I'm going to get around to that. There were a lot of things that went on that had it gone to trial, it would have been bad for Dan Wilson. It would have opened up some other things, in my opinion, my humble opinion, and that's just me. And I'm going to bring some of those to light tonight. I'm going to talk about some of the things that, that would have really turned this around had it been a real trial. So what they decided to do was the prosecutor in this case, Mr. McCullough, Push it to the grand jury. For most of you that understand law, which I really don't, but I'm going to pretend to tonight, most of the time the time, the prosecutor's office will investigate. And will then, if they aren't sure as to whether or not to indict or charge an individual, I'm sorry, they will push it to the grand jury. Now, you can indict a ham sandwich. You can indict Fred Sanford. You can indict Ronald McDonald. All you need, you don't you don't have to have perfect evidence. All you need is a resemblance of probable cause. It is easy to indict somebody. Very easy. It's not hard. It's not hard at all. What I'm looking at, based on my criminal justice degree that I achieved from Alabama State University, right on, baby. And looking at my law enforcement experience as a Birmingham police officer, in my humble opinion, they had enough to indict this man. Now, I'm not going to go outside and burn my house down or go next door and burn my neighbor's house down. That ain't me. But (laughs) I want to fill your ear hole with something tonight. No, no, don't go there. I want to tell you something tonight. That's going to blow your mind. I really do. I want to open your mind up, posit some things in your brain that ain't there now. And I'm going to do it. With Curtis Taylor Sr. after this break, don't go nowhere. Don't go to the bathroom. Hold it until I get back because I ain't going to hold nothing back. My main man Curtis Taylor from Something for the Bellas, is in the studio. I don't know if Cam I Am is coming, but we got a show for you. Somebody tried to stop us, but we're here. We're back like a bad rash. You're listening to Tony Starling's Soul of America Radio tonight. We got it for you, baby. Hold on, we'll be right back. Don't go nowhere.
1: America Radio.
2: Every Monday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, you can check out Hope and Healing... A journey to wholeness with your host J.R. Thicklin as he deals with the issues of domestic violence every Monday night. Check him out right here on SOAR. Are you listening to this show on the internet? If so, you're probably seeing some advertisements. Please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in soulful talk radio. Thank you very much. Hello everybody, my name is Charles Douglas, and I am fighting the power on the soul of America Radio.
1: via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. you Can I do it? That's why, my darling, it's, it's incredible, incredible. that someone, someone
2: so unforgettable, so unforgettable. thinks so that. Okay, I did. Take it off. They don't want to hear me sing. They don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> I just got a text. Somebody told me they do not want to hear me sing. Welcome back to the Tony Starling Show. Uh, we're going to be a little bit lighter tonight. We're not going to be so hard up and so, you know, tonight. Somebody even hung up. Somebody actually hung up. when. Look at this, man. Somebody hung up. <laughs> when I started singing. We are back tonight. And the name, the name of the tonight show is Ferguson Decision, What You May Not Know, Plus Other Stuff. And I may not get to the other stuff. But, um, I said I was going to get into some things right after we come back from the break, and uh, I am definitely going to do that. And if you're listening on the Internet and you want to say something, uh, you can dial me at 323-784-9638, 323-784-9638. If you call, cool. If you don't, cool. I can talk an hour and 30 minutes. (laughs) Also, if you're already listening right now, except the person that hung up, because I saw you hang up, whoever that was, from a seven seven zero seven area code. Look that up and tell me where that's from. Are we going to ban people from 707 area codes? Will you look that up? Okay, press 1 if you're listening right now and you want to speak the, to the host or whomever. I know for a fact right now on this phone is Mr. Curtis Taylor Sr. Curtis, are you there, my brother?
3: I'm here, brother. I'm here. How are you?
2: Man, I tell you, if it gets any better, it'll be against the law. And welcome to the show.
3: Appreciate you, man. Glad to be here again tonight.
2: And I apologize, Curtis, man. when Let me tell you, is somebody trying to keep a brother down, I was telling you backstage, listen, when I went to do the first show at 1030, you know how blog talk works because you have, so Curtis has a show on blog talk, um, something for the fellas, and it's very popular, lots of listeners, and uh, he's got a TV show, accordingly, with that same title. But when I dialed in, Curtis, to do the show, everything was set up. The British lady that, you know, talks to you says that they're experiencing a problem. Try my call later. And I, I couldn't get on. So I went, uh, went around blog talking so everybody else was on. And I said, well, dog, as long as they're talking about other stuff, was no problem. But the person with the Ferguson title couldn't get on. It's one of those things that make you go, hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, bro.
2: Hey, man, and, and what I wanted to say before we we got into it was was, um, I don't know how much you heard it, did hurt. I'm going to be a little lighter tonight than I have been and that we have been Monday and Tuesday. And tonight I wasn't really going to get into the riots um, uh, and the, the, the violence. What I'm focusing on primarily are the mechanics of the Indictment, the mechanics of the grand mechanics of the grand jury, some of the facts that were brought out in the grand jury uh, testimony, and the fact that this grand jury that met acted as if they were they were h- having a trial, and it's almost like they could lock the world out of a trial they were having. Everybody was at this trial number one, except the people that were wanting to promote what what happened. With Michael Brown's side of the story, and they weren't given the same treatment. So that's what we were going to talk about tonight. And have you had a chance to watch anything tonight, or to find out any new information, Curtis?
3: Yeah, actually, uh, Tony. Well, first and foremost, I'm glad to be here again tonight. Oh man, I was I've been looking forward to it all night. But you know, those little technical difficulties that we experienced couldn't nothing stop us, bro. We just had to remain vigilant. But uh, yeah. yeah, I have been keeping up and you know and continuing with the research and things of that nature to prepare for tonight's upcoming show and and uh, some of the points you had brought out earlier that you know they they um you're right they are making it a Ferguson thing now they've they've kind of swept and I hate to say it but you know you just got to be real and keep it real and be point blank about it they it's like they're almost trying to sweep Mike. Under the rug, or make Mike an afterthought, and make this about the city and the riot and, and the the way that the people of color, the black people, are acting a fool and this, that, and the other. And you know, they, it's like Michael Brown is now an afterthought. You know, it's, yes, they, they're trying to focus on the bigger picture now of Ferguson this and Ferguson that and the uh, riots that they're saying. But you know, if you the only place that really had riots where it was any destruction. Was Ferguson, a lot of these other places worldwide had peaceful rallies, peaceful protests, uh, peaceful civil disobedience, if you would, where they blocked traffic and things of that nature. But it was no vandalism done. It was uh, no arrest made. You know, if, it, if it, were, it was like few in numbers and things of that nature. So I totally agree with the point that you were making in the introduction that they are trying to make it to something else. And um, I'm sure you're aware of the, the the tragic shooting that happened in Cleveland as well today. And this man, it's yeah, it, it, it's crazy, man. But hey, Wait I'm then. with you, bro. We're gonna ride. We're gonna do this show, and we're gonna make this thing happen.
2: This happened today in Cleveland.
3: Yeah, man, with the uh, the young man, 12 years old. Oh
2: um, yeah, yeah, with the fake. Yeah, gun. unfortunately,
3: he lost his life yeah. today. But his uh oh, he was shot yeah. by Cleveland police officers. And uh. The family actually allowed the release of the video footage,
1: you know, right, trying to,
3: right. um, and, and you know, I got to commend the family of the young man. I'm, I'm, you know, due to the fact that he's a juvenile, I'm not going to mention his name or his family's name or things of that nature until they decide to do so. But uh, it's just watching the video myself, man, all I, could, I was heartbroken. You know, I, I have no other way to put it than that. And and we're not going to get off of Michael Brown at all, but, you know, it's just – Right,
2: right, right, right.
3: It's just – it's it's crazy.
2: Well, you know, in a way it's related. It ties in. Um, Right, right. You know, because – I mean, okay, all right. I didn't want to go here, Curtis, man, but before I get into these other facts, I had promised everybody I'm going to say this. I'm going to get it off my chest, man. I'm going to get it off my chest. And I said this in another show, uh, but I'm a, I'm gonna do this right quick. This is a whole show right here, Curtis, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna make mention of it and then I'm gonna back off. Uh, the problem I have with uh some of the, the Facebook uh uprisings and uh the the riots and, and people all concerned uh about what happened to Michael Brown is this, Curtis. And I'm just gonna speak from the heart. I'm just gonna just lay it out there. Uh, this I, I didn't even plan to say this tonight, but this is the problem I have, and I and I know you and I have talked about this, Curtis, uh, on the phone. You you've got more people tonight. Somebody died up in and and y'all don't get don't get all beside yourself when I say this. Somebody died in the projects tonight. Uh, somebody uh, a a black male shot another black male tonight. So somebody's son was killed tonight in the project. All over America, I'm talking about all over America, hundreds of black males were shot, and uh, uh, 10, 15, 20 of them have died, according to the statistics. And this happens every day, Curtis. Uh, young black males between 18 and 29 are dying every day. Number one, they said, from gunshot wounds. And then number two, from People of their own peers. In other words, black teens are killing black male teens with guns, and they're killing between 18 and 29 every day. What I want to ask you, Curtis, is, and let we'll me get your opinion first, and y'all welcome to call in and chime in on it, 323-784-9638. Had there been a black officer that shot Michael Brown, would we be where we are now In your in your opinion?
3: Wow. You know, it's 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 a it's a sad fact, man. It's 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 a sad fact and it's a sad reality. And I got to agree with you. I mean, again, another point that you had mentioned earlier, the media chooses, they pick and choose which stories that they want to sensationalize. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, again, as I said earlier, it's a sad fact and a sad reality that if it was a incident Our situation evolving, same race swept under the rug.
2: We wouldn't be here, but this show wouldn't be happening. It wouldn't be right. Yeah, go ahead.
3: But as you said, and you're totally right. White man kills black young man. Bam! There it is. The world is
2: tuned in. Right. 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 Now, we might have gotten one or two clips about police being. You know, but it wouldn't have been in the paper, man. I'm just gonna be honest. Everybody out there listening know it's a pack board, nobody's really wanting to talk. But everybody knows. Everybody out there that's of color knows. Now, here's another scenario: had had a a black team shot Michael Brown. He wouldn't even been it. It wouldn't have gotten. That. Matter of fact, it wouldn't have made uh, Ferguson local news. It, it might have. It wouldn't have got in out of St. Louis area. Had had another. Had the guy that was with um, Michael Brown, his little buddy, turned and just shot him. It wouldn't. We wouldn't even know who Michael Brown was today. It wouldn't even be in the news. Or had uh, had a uh, uh, had Michael Brown been white, we wouldn't have heard about it. But my point is, is this: people are say, we're distraught because the police are killing our black males, Curtis. That ain't the truth, man. It's it's certain police officers. I it's rare, far and few and between that I've seen people tear up, loot and riot when a black cop shoots a, a black teen. And I'm sorry. I know that that might be insensi It might sound insensitive, but it is what it is. We are selective in what we. What what we get pissed off about on Facebook and and the news reports? Why? Because of the media. The media built this up. They did it. So that's something I have been wanting to say a long time. I said that about Trayvon Martin. Had Trayvon Martin been killed by another black uh, male or peer of his, we wouldn't be here. Had a black police officer shot him, we wouldn't be here. So I don't know, man. I don't know how to process that, but. The sad part is that we don't care about these high statistics that are really killing off young black males. That's what's really killing off young black males, other black males. I mean, according to the criminal justice statistics done in 2012, that's what we're really dying from, gunshot wounds from other black males. But we're not tearing up the streets, Curtis. We're not running around burning, burning stuff down over that. But you let one one white cop kill a black man. Anyway, I know I'm, people are gonna hate me. I'm probably gonna get some death threats, but that's <laughs> just the way I feel, man. You know what I'm saying?
3: Tony, Big Brother, you, um, man, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, 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 this thing right here when it, when it comes to the 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 sensitivity of these matters and things of that nature, we, we're not out here to win the popularity contest. We're here to bring these people to facts as we know as we've done research for as we we prepare for these shows and things of that nature as we do our diligent research i might add it, it, and you're right man it, again it's a it's a sad fact and when you that word you just mentioned selective that that put it all in a nutshell right there we right. are selective in what we pick and choose to 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 outcry on to rally around to um Jump on the bandwagon, so to speak, and things of that nature. And we do. I mean, I've been yeah. guilty of it in the past, and things of that nature. Before I start doing my own shows and things, and and realize how open minded and objective that I had to be, and 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 realize that I had to take Curtis and Curtis Curtis's personal feelings and emotions out of the picture, so that could nobody call me hypocritical, or call my objectivity into question.
2: Right. But if right.
3: you look at it. If you look at it in a in a in a sad reality, we will be selective in what we choose, and like a show previous shows that you and I've done together, and I've done solo and things of that nature we We both brought it out to where, as sad as it is to mention much from the trayvon verdict that last show we did about trayvon and Martin together that trayvon would be just a, he it would be a footnote, although a significant footnote in the annals of history, but it'd be a footnote. You right. know, uh, Sean Bell, uh, Abadou Diallo, uh, I mean, and you know, we can go on and on and on with these names that they put out as far as rallying points and cries, you know, in the mainstream media and things of that nature. But outside of, and I'm going to just put it out there, and you know what I'm saying, something for the fellas might get, <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever. Right. You know, right. out of the 78,000 listeners that I've gained, I might dwindle down to 200, but we got to be real about this thing. We, as a people, will be selective in what we decide or what what stores we wanna pick up the banner in one way. and It was a point that we made in earlier shows don't 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 just be on board with something because it's the flavor of the month, so to speak mm-hmm. and you you feel like you wanna you wanna rally and riot and pick it and things of that nature but what are you gonna do to make a change that's that's what I wanna see that's right. what i wanna what I want people to be involved in. What We know what's happened. Lives right. have been lost, period, point blank.
2: Right. Exactly. Now they're
3: saying, I don't know if you've heard or not, they're saying that it's to the point to where the, that the feds may pick this situation up, and it's a possibility that uh, the last number I heard was 78.2%, that there will be a trial. There will be an indictment. I'm, I'm just stating the facts of what I've heard doing and saw doing my research, but will that come to fruition? We don't know, right? Okay, right. But the thing is, we know what's taking place. Michael Brown is now no longer with us. His mother, his mother impressed me so much today, on one of the interviews, and his biological father impressed me so much today because the 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 demeanor that, and of course, they you know when they were interviewing his mom and biological father. Mm-hmm. Of course, the uh, the reporter doing her quote 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 job had to bring up and show the footage of the stepfather. You knew that wow. was going to happen. They're going to place yeah. it, and and they're looking at possible charges against him now. I don't know if you're aware of that.
2: I I wasn't aware They're looking of
3: that. at possibly charging him with inciting a riot.
2: Oh wow! And
3: if they charge him with that, guess what, bro? Yeah, he's he convicted himself. Right. By right. murmuring them words, let's burn this. And forgive me for listeners that are, if if you kids, you need to be in bed getting ready for Thanksgiving tomorrow or something. (laughs) And for any pastors that may, because, you know, we got clergy that follow us too. And we we got other people that follow us just to hope we do or say something that's contrary or against what we, you know, the platforms that we normally have. But I'm going to just put it out there because it is public knowledge. When he said, burn this motherfucker down or let's burn this bitch down. He conv- he showed his own fate on that. So yep. if they if they right. decide to charge him with that inciting a riot, he's done. Stick a fork in him. But wow. again, I was so impressed by the demeanor of the interview that was held by uh, Mrs. Brown and uh Mike, Michael Senior. Uh Michael Brown senior, that's his name, you know, and they spoke from the heart. Uh a few times they had to hold back tears because it it was an emotional interview. You know, right. and, and the, right. the, the the father in me. Felt the pain that they right. were that they were showing and things of that nature and and man I got so upset as not even I don't know if it, the exact time but it was like right during the interview time where they were live right. someone actually vandalized and burned Michael Brown Senior's church. Oh Bruh. man, I, I, I was I was done. I'm like really, this man is giving an interview along with his. Um, right. ex-wife or fiance girlfriend right. whatever their status was when they conceived the young man, Michael Brown Jr.
2: Right.
3: And you, 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 that's the way you try to attack him or, you know, do what it, the church?
1: Yeah. Bruh, that, that, that oh, just man. let me know,
3: nothing's, nothing's held sacred anymore, nothing's safe. It's like yeah. anything goes, yeah. you know, everything is up for grabs.
2: Yeah, and, and, you know, there was some rumor that the KKK was involved over there. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But uh you're right, man, it's uh it it's uh it's it's that that's sad. And you know, when they got this indictment, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. The prosecutor was uh McCullough. I can't remember his first name. I think it was James McCullough, I can't remember his first name, oh, that's the mayor's first name, or whatever. The the prosecutor, Curtis, I found out. Now, what I did was I took all my focus off of the riots and I started looking at what the grand jury saw because they released that And like you said, they're focusing on all this other stuff, but what the grand jury looked at. And I found it interesting that the grand jury basically had a mini trial. And it looks like they all met up. They looked at evidence. They had uh, witnesses, testimony, and Darren Wilson himself testified. In front of the grand jury, how cool was that for him? Because he got to, you know, he got to go in and describe his fear, describe what he was worried about. How cool is that for him? And the witnesses that were there for Michael Brown, which CNN and the media is made out to be confusing, conflicting, a bunch of idiots, basically, is what they're saying. Well, how about let's start with the prosecutor? And the reason I brought up the O.J. Uh, trial earlier, Curtis, was because that's what got O.J. off. I got sidetracked and didn't say this. <laughs> what got O.J. off was the police department didn't have that stuff together. Okay? They did not have that stuff together. So that's why he walked. Okay? So now, he walked because of sloppy police department. And like I said earlier, had some of these things been brought out, Dan Wilson might have been looked at differently. But the prosecutor who was supposed to charge uh, Darren Wilson didn't gave it to the grand jury. Okay, listen to this: the prosecutors, in my opinion, should have should have said, "Let me offer this case first of all," because guess what? There were family connections with this prosecutor and the Missouri Police Department, Missouri Police. His father, his mother. His brother and his uncles are all on the St. Louis Police Department, right there in that little Ferguson area. Ferguson is like a little outside area from St. Louis. So he had four people, immediate people in his family on the police department. He he should not have been the prosecutor in this case. But he was the one that made the decision to hand it to the grand jury. He could have pressed charges against Dan Wilson. He chose not to. To me, that's a big deal. He had bias in this case, Curtis. As it, 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 a matter of fact, this same prosecutor, Mr. McCullough, his father was killed responding to a call involving a black male. So now it's beginning to make sense to me why he had such an attitude when he read off this verdict, when he read off this decision. Did you know that? Did you know any of that, Curtis, what, what I just told you?
3: I, I I did. I did. And, you know, you're totally correct. But, you know, the thing that um, as he was reading, as he was doing the press conference and he uh, went to outline the chain of events as they determined happened, because the, right. the, the bottom line is this. You had these witnesses and that that doggone witness number 10, whoever that individual was, is basically the one that really sealed the fate, even though he had two in his documented flip flopping stories. As uh, pertaining to his testimony that he gave under oath, I might add. Right.
2: Um,
3: Prosecutor McCullough, and that it, it was one reporter I can't remember from which affiliate, but when he called him out, my first, my first, the law enforcement side of me was like, that took courage right there for that reporter to call him out on it. I mean, the, that reporter and I can't remember his name, and I and I would just go back and because I re, I recorded a lot of that footage so I can keep on record and file in case we had to go back to it, but. Mm-hmm. He called him out and put him on the carpet, so to speak. When he asked him, he was like, well, um, my question, and a lot of questions from my constituents that's here, but they may be afraid to bring it out. My question to you, sir, was why are you not removed from this case due to your ties with the area police department when he was speaking about his family and the ties to the uh, St. Louis Police Department, and also due to the fact that he was pro-police? Right. Pro right. police,
2: right? Okay, right.
3: Man, his face, bro. I'm, it, if you could have seen it, it, he turned so red, dog. I thought he was gonna. I thought his neck was gonna pop out of his shirt and tie. He turned uh-huh. so red, and you know, for every other reporter, he had a he had a sharp answer and he responded quickly. For every everything they threw at him, he was Johnny on the spot. Boom, had an oh, answer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, I was like, golly, this dude. He must have uh, gotten a. a, a the play sheet of the questions that was going to be asked to him, because, I mean, he was like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. But when that one reporter hit him with that right there, bro, and and, and, and you've seen how he turned beet red.
2: Yep. I was like, oh, my
3: God, he's done. That's right. And his credibility got called into question right then, right then and there, on the spot.
2: Right. I said, "Uh uh-oh,
3: stick a a fork in him. He's done. Yep. And, oh, man, and now they're – the way that so many other facts are coming to light and these – Especially then witness number 10, and I believe it's uh, two other witnesses, how their uh, stories have – they've drilled bullet holes in all their stories. I'm not going to see cheese holes, but, man, they got missile launching holes in all their stories. We, we haven't oh, yeah. heard the of this as far as possible indictments may go because if the feds do step in – because we already know that there's going to be a civil lawsuit. And oh, uh,
1: yeah. oh, uh yeah.
3: Officer Darren Wilson and his new bride, or whatever the case may be, I hope they have a nice little nest there because they gonna hit him in their pockets. He may not serve time. He might not serve one day in jail.
1: Right. But
3: he, he his butt gonna be a whole lot lighter, or whatever his he used to know. put his money, in or whatever the case may be, because the civil oh, yeah. suit is coming, and he he and I hate to put it like this, bro, but I'm just gonna just be real. He needs to be made an example of to let the let oh, yeah. the world know that it's not open season on black males. Okay, let me just be real. It's not open season on no no person, period, regardless of color. But since it's black males that it's happening to, we're going to let the world know that it's not open season. You do not right. have the right to kill. You are not above the law because you wear the uh, tin shield on your chest, as we right. used to call it back in the days.
2: Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is coming out now. A lot of this conflicting stuff is coming out. And before I get into some other facts about Darren Wilson and and what happened to him, it's going to blow y'all's mind. Um, The mayor, Mayor James Knowles, he's not related to Beyonce Nim, I'm I'm sure. Beyonce Nim. But, Uh, yeah. (laughs) He said, if y'all remember that, okay, I'm sorry, okay, yeah, I see you 334. I know you want to get on, and I'm going to get to you in just a minute, so don't go nowhere. I I see you out there. Um, But Mayor James Knowles said that, first of all, a while back, he said that Ferguson had no racial divide, okay? And I'm kind of wondering now, what was he smoking when he said that? Because the police force, they said, out of 58 officers have three whole black people, they got three whole people of color on that force out of 50-some folks. Three. Three. He said, that they said that according to the the Ferguson website, they got uh, seven city council members. One. Good boy has no black people represented. And here's something that really freaked me out that I found out. He said that the racial divide which he was talking about the riots and so forth, was caused by outside agitators. Anybody that's listening to me that's from the South, that's old enough to remember the 60s, would know that that's the same thing that these segregationists were saying when they were killing black folks and lynching them and putting on suits and ties in the day, acting like they didn't know what was happening, but they had the hoods on at night. They were saying, we're not killing them. It's these outside agitators, these invisible people. So he's blaming it on the outside agitators. They are are totally, and my point about this, Curtis, was they are totally oblivious that there's a problem. They have no clue that there's a problem in Ferguson with the race. Duh. I mean, you know, you're acting like the rest of America. It's almost like when white people said don't pull the race card. And I didn't mean to say the W word, white people. But it's almost like when they said, don't pull the race card. That burns me up. There is no such thing as a race card. It's still alive. Racism still exists. That burned me up when I found out, uh, when I when I really looked into what the mayor said and when I looked into his governmental system. it was totally biased against blacks. So they were Curtis we got to prosecute him. Now we got the mayor. So then you look at what they they brought to the grand jury. This is going to blow your mind. Now the Wilson testified with the grand jury. So if y'all listening, if everybody's listening, keep phone before I do that because I, I I think that's Cam. It might be. It might not be. But before I get into this, because this here stuff, Curtis. I know you probably know about it because you're pretty due diligent on your homework. But when the listeners hear about this stuff here, uh, I'm going to get the 334 first. 334, welcome to Soul of America Radio.
4: What's up, Tony?
2: This is the one and only Cam I.M. Curtis has graced our airways. What's going on, Cam?
4: Not much. I'm sorry, I'm late, but you know how it is when you have a man in your life, and then you know they show up without calling and all that good stuff. You're surprised, you know, and then you're a little po. But you know how it is. Anywho, what's going on at <laughs> <after> the turkey day? <laughs> uh,
0: now
2: you supposed to be over there. You supposed to be over there cooking turkey, but what is really okay. going on? Don't don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> oh, okay,
1: I plead I played the filth.
2: Oh, yeah, the fifth, the fifth of what? Anyway. <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's happening, y'all, man? I'm riding down the street talking to y'all. What's up?
2: Well, we were just getting into this uh, deal a little bit on uh, on Darren Wilson. And I got some facts here that they brought out that I guarantee you are going to freak some people out. And we were just talking about how the uh, – I think you were on when you heard we talked about the prosecutor and the mayor – now I'm going to get into Darren Wilson. I just wanted to bring you on while I was doing this. But check this out. Check this out. Now, they screwed up royally when after Micah Brown got shot. Because tonight, Cam, we're going to lighten up a bit. We're not going to be all serious. I'm not going to yell and scream. But this is a trip. I'm, I'm not focusing on the riots. We're looking at what they don't want us to look at, Cam, the facts. Wilson, now anybody that don't – Curtis and I got some police background, but people that don't have police background would look at this and go, "What? I got little. I, I got friends out there that got little girls and little boys that's gonna know this is crazy." Wilson, Darren Wilson, after he shot and killed Michael Brown, went back to the police station and washed the blood off of his body. Okay. He washed the blood. That was physical evidence. He washed it. And then they asked him, whose blood, when they interviewed him, they asked him, whose blood did you wash off? He said, I don't know. I think it was his, meaning Michael Brown. Okay, that's supposed to be physical evidence, Curtis. That's something that they're supposed to keep on him, Cam, until they find out what happened. They got to... Did they need to take pictures? They got to look and see where the blood was at. Did it splatter? Did it have gunpowder mixed in it? What angle was it on? What arm? Where was it? Was it on the shirt? Was it under, underneath the shirt like they did Trayvon Martin with that blood? They studied it like it was ketchup on a hamburger. They wanted to know everything about that blood. How come all of a sudden he was allowed to leave the scene and wash the blood off? We ain't talking about the same kind of blood they talk about in church, Curtis. I'm talking about... Nice. This was Michael Brown's blood on his body. Something ain't right about that. Now, here's something else that that they brought out that they've been keeping secret and had been talking about. Okay, the first officer that came on the scene. When, when, if, if Curtis and I was still involved in law enforcement and he shot a person, and if I arrived first and I said Curtis, what happened? And he tells me what happened. I'm supposed to put out a notepad. Because the first thing that comes out of Curtis's mouth, I have to dictate that. Every officer knows that. i got to write that down. Every police officer is trained to interview. Once the scene is, is secure, the first officer is, is, is supposed to interview to start taking notes for the detectives that's going to come later, the homicide detectives, and interview the officer. He said then to hand those notes to his supervisor who will give them to the homicide detectives. How about the first officer didn't write down, a, no children listening, right? didn't write down a a darn thing, (laughs) didn't take any notes. He didn't even, he didn't put his pad out. He didn't take not one note. Everybody that has any law enforcement background, I'm sure, is freaking out on that. This same officer that did not take any notes, check this out, Cam, admitted, during the grand jury testimony, this is stuff we don't, we not hearing about. They just showing Negroes tan up the city. He admitted that him and Darren Wilson talked. On, Darren called him up. Darren Wilson called him up. He said, "Yo, man, let me tell you what happened again." In other words, they they got on the phone, Curtis, and they collaborated their stories. He went over what happened again. So then, when they got in the grand jury testimony, here's what this cop said. Well, I talked to the officer later, and his story matched the first story he told me. But it sounds like, to me, they were getting the story straight. And what did it sound like to y'all? It like they were talking yeah. about it a little bit. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. He said there was no discrepancies in the story. Here's another fact. Here's another fact. See, they down there burning the city down. They're down there with cameras showing that. But this is the stuff that's pissing me off. We should have gotten indictment. Here's something else. The investigator failed to, you would think, since the big thing about this case was how far was Michael Brown from the officer when he shot him. That's big. How about the investigator that investigated the scene did not ever measure the likely distance between him and Brown at the scene. They didn't measure squat. They didn't try to get the blood off his body. They didn't take a statement. They didn't measure the distance. There was no question of distance provided to the medical examiner. So when, after they after the medical examiner, the coroner and all came on the, fight, on the scene, he landed looking at the body. He didn't say nothing about, well, how far was he away when he got shot. They gave less than a damn about that.
1: They didn't even try. They didn't
3: even wow, try. Tony. Yeah. Hey, Tony. I'm sorry. I, I just I just had to. Inter- man, you know what, I, bro? We got we got listeners worldwide, man, and, and I, I'm so proud of that right now. I just and the individual and I, for for reasons that you and I understand, as to uh, he's listening to our show right now as we speak. He's uh, streaming online. Uh, he just hit me up on the text message, and is saying that. Um, that the, and I wasn't aware of this until just now, and then I, I, I had to uh, go into the into the other room and hit the TV, you know, the little TV we got set up to put it on CNN. That yeah. the New York Times published Darren Wilson's physical address.
2: Yeah, they sure did. I heard they
3: about it earlier. His own, but this 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 is what I want to say real quick to everybody yeah, that's listening. And first and foremost, we appreciate you guys listening and supporting. And things of that nature, but if you're listening right now, please, please, please do not do anything to this man's residence, to this man. And, and I know emotions are high, tempers are flaring, and things of that nature. But let's not compile the issue even worse than it would is that, that they they're going to expect something to happen now that the right. New York Times published his address. That's what they want. Again, the media playing their role. They they put it out on saying it was accidental okay. No, 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 no. You know what you're doing. Because you're expecting some type of backlash because of that. But to all of our listeners across the, and I appreciate you, bro, you know who you are. And uh, uh, he's uh, one of our former brothers in blue, Tony, as well, and also one of my Masonic brothers. Uh, Bro, I know who you are. I appreciate you uh, shooting me that text message because I wouldn't wear this myself until just now. And then uh, I put the TV on CNN and, you know, they're actually talking about it as we speak. Um
1: wow. anybody that's
3: listening to, to Tony Stallings, to Cam, to myself, that support us and support the shows, do not, do not take any action. To, and I already know that they got him in hiding since the New York Times uh, published his physical address where he lives. So I, he's somewhere in protective custody. We know that. But do not go to this man's house, to this man's apartment, whatever it is, and do anything to it. Don't do it. It's just going to compile things, make things worse. And, of course, that's going to make things – if there is a federal trial, which they've been alluding to and things of that nature, that's going to fall into his favor. So all the people that support myself, that support Tony, that support Cam, do not do anything to this individual's house. I had to get that out there, Tony. I'm sorry.
2: Wow, that that's powerful. And I muted somebody because I'm getting feedback on their line. But that is powerful that they published that. And I heard that they have published his marriage license. As well, but deleted that before they put it out. How dumb can you be? Why would they why would they post a man's marriage license on there? you know that that's pretty dumb, but before we go further, I'm gonna bring a caller on, and I have not had a chance to screen this caller, so we're gonna bring six six one on six six one all right what's going on There he is
1: Queen from Gaza Strip wants to talk to you queen you there Queen
2: all right. And so, the thing about this is, I don't, know, I don't know who that was, but the thing about this is, is that we've gotten so many mistakes that have come across this thing here that it's, it's, it's. I can see why now it was pushed into this fast, sort of like a court atmosphere, and they got it through on fast. It was so many mistakes made. Now this thing of, that you brought up, Curtis, just now—that's that's a part of this irresponsibility of the media we've been talking about. Cam and I—we we were talking about this last night. CNN right. uh, reporting this that the father with his pants down his butt. Uh, everybody's you know focusing on the riots. Them putting out that uh, 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 building up this moment. The media really has been shoddy on this, and for them to approach is—he's it, already got a hit on him. He, do you know that? He, do you know he's got a bounty on his head from some, some from some groups? He's got a bounty on his head. There are people that want to kill him, uh, just like George Zimmerman. So that wasn't a smart move at all. And I agree with Curtis. Don't don't take that in your own hands. You know, don't uh, don't do that. But to move forward, and what I was talking about now. Uh, that they they did not measure the distance. That's another thing that just blew my mind when I found out about this case. Number four, here's another thing that, that shocked me. Now, he claimed when he testified to the grand jury that he, that Michael Brown grabbed his weapon, and he said he fired a couple of times, but it didn't actually go off. Because Michael Brown's hand was jamming the weapon. Okay, well, check this out. If that's the case, then why, Curtis, why, Cam, did they not pull fingerprints from his gun? I mean, come on now. He claimed that Michael Brown grabbed his gun and got his hands on it. But they did not get fingerprints. In fact, Cam, when you are involved in a shooting and a killing as an officer, you're supposed to turn that weapon over to your supervisor when he gets there, who will turn it over to the evidence department. That gun becomes evidence. How about he hosted it and went on about his business? How about that? Bruh, it, bruh, you know, you, you, know, you know that don't happen, right?
3: Bro, you 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 shot so many holes into the, their stories. I mean, of course, you know you you've alluded to our uh, uh, previous experience in law enforcement when you were on the on the streets on them pavements in Birmingham, and you know I was doing my thing with the highway patrol or whatnot, being a state trooper. But man, come on now. And my thing is this: you alluded to the training that we have as far as the, the way they handle this thing from the investigation from start to finish is totally against. What we were trained to do, as far as dictating uh what you what you see and what you hear and what you notice when upon arriving on a crime scene and handing over that information and to the responsible uh homicide detectives and things of that nature and and the uh the not even with the uh the 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 investigator didn't do anything but the the crime scene photographer himself Bro, he was allowing people to Take the self, which you, you know they should. It's supposed to be a distance of at least uh, fifty-five to seventy-five yards, as far as keeping public back. When they're now, we both know that when there's a dead body, that you you you're not allowed to cover that body, which is sad to say, but you're not allowed to cover that body until the coroner gets there. We know that to be. SOP, that standard operating procedure. We know that. Even though, right. you know, that man's body was lifeless for four hours, why it took a coroner four hours to get there is beyond me. But the thing is this, all these holes that are coming forth and it, it, it's becoming common knowledge each and every day that, man, it, that hole, when they ask for the resignation of that chief of police,
2: mm-hmm.
3: that entire police force needs to resign. Definitely. And I see, yeah. and you know, I, I'm gonna put it out there. I see heads, because you know what we used to say about that doo yeah, where it roll, yeah, yeah oh, yeah. It, oh it, yeah,
2: it's
3: it's 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 starting to roll from the top, and it's gonna continue to roll. And another thing you said, a statistic that you brought out, and and mm-hmm. I was gonna wait toward a little a little bit later in the show, that you brought out how it's only three uh, black police officers out of those mm-hmm. 58 officers, right. That right there was very poignant. And did you know at not one point were any of those black police officers allowed to that scene? That they were radioed and asked to stay away from that scene. Oh, my had Wow. Why are you radioing these black officers, telling them to stay away from this scene, from the crime of this? If anything, you would want black officers on site to maybe help quell the emotions of the black people. Not saying that it would have happened. Right. But that would have been my thought process. Wow,
2: Ooh, you
1: man, know? I
3: did not know that at all. I didn't oh, bro, no it's idea. so much, bro. Like you said, we do our due diligence. Man, it's so much, bro. It is this, like I said, this thing is far from over. This far, as far as the 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 holes that are being put forth through all these uh supposed grand jury testimonies that were given yeah. under supposedly oath and things of that nature, man.
2: Yeah, bro, yeah. we have
3: not seen the last of this thing, bro. It, oh my god. And hey, and we, I, and uh, if the feds do take over and do indict this guy and there's a yeah. federal trial, it it will be a different story. But okay. we already know yeah. Yeah. We, we already know that the civil lawsuit is I mean they already um attorney Ben Crump who was uh, also the lawyer for the uh family of uh for uh, Miss Sabrina Fulton and um uh, Mister Uh Martin they uh that same attorney is also the attorney for the uh, Michael Brown's mother and uh, his biological father, on behalf of the family, he's uh, he made it known today that they're in the process of uh, getting all the formalities out of the way to file. Right. They've already they've already taken the steps to file the paperwork to process the civil lawsuit as we right. speak. So we know wow. that's a foregone conclusion right there.
2: Wow, hold on to that thought. We're gonna get right back. I'm gonna take this quick message. We got three calls waiting to speak. And we got some more stuff to lay on you. Listen to the Soul of America Radio with Cam I M, Curtis Taylor from Something From The Fellas. Don't go nowhere, we got a lot more for you. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere.
1: Both of America, America Radio. Radio. Good time. And I am hanging out with Tony on the Soul of American Radio.
4: Hey, I'm Bridget, and I'm fighting the power on the Soul of America Radio.
1: If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio.
2: All right. Do I have it? okay? It's ten after. Ten after
1: twelve. Ten
2: after twelve. Is it ten after twelve? My God! It's, it's it's Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy freaking Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! It is ten after twelve. Y'all gonna be eating today. Y'all gonna eat some turkey today. Just don't keep eating it too many days. Welcome back to the Soul of America Radio tonight. I got Curtis, my main man. Curtis is with me, and Cam I am is on the line, and we were talking about the Ferguson decision. What you may not know, we we'll were getting in some in some good stuff. But I got a caller. This caller here is a good friend of mine on Facebook, and she, I'm telling you, she really knows her stuff. I stand and salute. Welcome to the Soul of America Radio, Opina. How you doing tonight?
4: I'm doing uh, pretty good. Well, I'm well, Tommy. How are you? And happy Thanksgiving to you too,
2: and your well, co-host. Same, There's No problem. What's on your mind tonight? I am sitting, waiting.
4: Um. Well, um. I was, um, I was thinking uh, about police officers, actually, in particular, black police officers. And uh, I'm curious as to why there is not uh, some sort of groundswell from black police officers. They, I mean, they know what's going on, I think, in the department. And uh, they they know the ins and outs of the injustices and the, the lies and the, you know, why is there not, why don't we see a groundswell? Uh is more my well, I have some comments, but this question, why don't we see some groundswell of black police officers uh across the country you know speaking out against this? is it like um you know the blue part of the blue code is it um uh is yeah. it uh, a union thing is it
2: um yeah, you know I, I, well, I don't understand. Th- 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 Let me say this, and I know Curtis used to be in law enforcement as well, and I I was a Birmingham police officer for a number of years. I can say this, Oprina, that most police officers, when they become when they're sworn in, part of the departmental rule is that you cannot speak for a police department. And I know what you're saying. You, you're saying, why aren't they coming out on their own, talking about this? and i don't think it's the covering part i don't think it's the blue uh shield they talk about i think see there's there's it, police officer's fear and i don't care what they tell you what you've heard police officer's fear something called internal investigation they fear internal affairs that's what they fear my my viewpoint is is that if they come out public They open themselves up, poked and prodded by internal affairs. And that that has nothing to do with Michael Brown, uh, the case. uh, But internal affairs will dig into your life and probe into your life if you get a little too loud. It's almost like a self-governing thing within the police department to keep everybody quiet. Because before Uh you know it, you're going to say something that internal affairs is going to say, okay, we're going to put you on administrative leave until we can investigate this. And after a while, your pay runs out. After a while, they find a reason to lay you off. That's my personal opinion. I cannot speak for all the rest of the black officers uh, that are there. There are some that don't care, but many of them. And they they do have a union. It's called the Fraternal Order of Police. But the Fraternal Order of Police only goes so far, too. Uh, So I get what you're talking about, but at the same time, they really have to, as a public servant, in the position that they have, they have to be a little careful because the investigatory uh body is real hard on them. Would you agree with that, Curtis?' Cause Curtis got a law enforcement background too. Would you agree with that yeah. Curtis
3: Tony? You are exactly correct uh it just to put it in a nutshell for them to speak out or offer an outside opinion would be career suicide
2: yeah what so that that that's that's we're in agreement on that opre okay
4: uh and the reason i ask uh is um uh okay as as with when the nurses uh as far as uh the nurses that had ebola
3: oh yeah yeah um, yeah
4: uh the, uh and the media uh was initially framing uh this as them being something them doing something wrong. Okay. That's how the media initially started framing uh their comments. Right. Uh uh and the nurses unions okay, started no, no, that's not gonna happen. Right. You know, uh and they stepped up for not not but for right.
2: Right, right.
4: You know, these are yeah. these people, you know, uh and so and that's why I ask that. Is right. you know, where is the the righteous people that are in this watching all this dirt? <laughs> you know, watching all this yeah. dirt. And and a lot yeah. of times you can say things and you don't have to say specifics. But I do understand what you're saying as far as you know, uh, internal affairs. Uh, but you don't have to be sp- specific. But you know, right. Uh, right. Uh, right. along this same line. Uh, I was reading uh tonight whereas there's a gentleman in um a police officer a black police officer dewan gore is his name and it's, uh the post is partially wrong in that um it says that he uh struck a white man okay with a baton on his hand well he that wasn't the case he actually a uh, black guy uh on the hand. Uh, with a baton, and he uh, he is suspended without pay, has been since July, because this incident occurred in July. Uh, right. And uh, McCullough, you know, has brought uh, assault charges, you know, against him, selling the assault charges against him.
1: Yeah. Now, this yeah. is a black
4: cop in wow. uh, Missouri, on the Missouri City, not Missouri, but St. Louis City, um, a police force. Now, right. So this black cop charges can be brought against him for assault, battery, whatever. Uh, but the, the post says assault. Um, but this white policeman can kill a kid, and they make sure that nothing, no charges.
2: Right. Are brought. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I see your point. It looks like that in some way, we're we're the system seems to be letting us down. And, and that's even
4: the black police officers. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. in a double standard case like this. You have a black, un, under the same uh, district attorney, under the same D.A., McCullough, right? because he's the D.A. for the county. Missouri, uh, St. Louis City, black police officer strikes a guy on the hand with a baton. Wow. Okay, he's gonna have to go to trial. Right. He went. He actually went to jail. Uh, had to bail himself out thirty five hundred dollars. Uh, had to bail himself out. Uh, on unpaid leave. Okay, awaiting trial will likely get fired.
1: Wow, you and know, uh
4: this white police officer okay oh, kills a young black man okay,
1: yeah yeah, and
4: everything is done in his favor oh, so yeah. that he will absolutely not be charged,
2: oh yeah, definitely, uh, even the 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 uh the way it was handled, and cam, who's having audio problems now is uh is still on with uh with me, and she said that is it fair to say that the reason officers won't speak? Is because they know internal affairs will come in, and most of them are corrupt. Um, Cam, the only thing, only problem with that is, is that on the same, uh, they have, they, they have a duty to defend Officer Wilson as well, uh, because he can, he can go to the, uh, to the, uh, to the, to the union. He can go to the same union called the Fraternal Order of Police and ask them to represent him if something had happened. He can call the union and have them represent him. And that's a problem I had with the paternal order police. As far as internal affairs, um, you know, it, 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 I, I, I'm going to stay out of the thing about corruption because I don't want to overstep my boundaries. But in every entity you have that's a group, an organization, you're going to have some corrupt people. i just put it like that. So, yeah, I mean, look, look at the government. Look at the we've had corrupt people in the White House uh it, you know uh they said I think it was Fred Sanford or O'Prina that says tricky dickie was tricky. So yeah. there have been corrupt people in every every uh phase of our uh of our government. Uh so yeah corruption is there. And Oprina uh, I I get what you're saying. What you're saying is is that is that if, with, with the nurses and the Ebola I see where you were going with that, that the union spoke up for the nurses. Who's speaking up for the killings of these black kids and it won't be the black officers it won't be a police officer period it would have to be us people ground force like us what we're doing here they can't say certain things in the mainstream media that we can say here we can make certain comments here i can call Mike. i can call darren wilson a murderer here they can't call him a murderer on mainstream news like somebody did and got in trouble we are ground roots. We are not governed by the FCC, uh, so to speak. Blog Talk does not govern me. There are certain things I can't say. I've I, you know, uh, i helped get a host removed that kept referring to Obama as the N-word. I myself contacted Blog, blog Talkers to get rid of it. But we have a little more... A, a little more voice on these platforms, and there are other blog talk shows, hot talk radio, uh, something for the fellas that are putting it out there too. It's us, Opina. We have to do it. We, there is no group that's going to band together. And look, look at it like this. And here's another thing I want to. That white people keep saying, and and I don't mean to use the W word again, but they say you need. Where's Al Sharpton? Where's Jesse Jackson? I don't need a leader. We don't need a leader. Why do we? Why do black people always have to have a leader? You know, Martin Luther King was a. No, we don't have to have a leader. What we got to do is is do this what we what we do best: get on Facebook, and form a group. So that's my opinion on that. And did I did I answer that question? Uh, the, that first question you were you were hitting on Oprina?
4: Well, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, to to uh, maybe. I think, me, I, and, and as far as the leaders, I, I think uh, I think a leader uh, I think a leader is a good thing. I think okay. a char- charismatic speaker. I think a charismatic speaker uh, is a good thing. I,
2: let I me ask think you this: then. Let me ask you this thing. I, I agree with you. In the history of the United States, we've heard of black people having leaders. Is there any? Have you ever heard of another race? having a leader. I mean like is there somebody you can think of in white America that they use as a spokesman for their race? No, because they um have-
4: well I I I I actually don't usually like to compare myself uh or, or even our group with other cultures, but I mean if you just, you know, even if you if you look at the um uh just say the evangelicals uh and such, they'll they'll you know go back to old Roberts or or Pat Robertson or or yeah. you know some of these yeah. you know uh, evangelists yeah. that you know some of these big evangelists you know and stuff quite quite easily
1: you know yeah.
4: and I'm not saying, I'm just not looking at evangelists I'm just saying you know right. I I think right. yeah I think people who are. Uh, basically good people who are strong people who are stick to uh people consistent you know uh who could who could um communicate uh the views of a group very well publicly. I think that's right. a good thing.
3: Hey Tony. Wow. Yes sir. If I can chime in, uh first of all I wanna uh commend Miss Supreme on those uh comments and the commentary that she's bringing forth tonight, she's very profound in what she's saying. But uh, it's a couple of points that I want, you know, I've been listening uh, to you guys, and, and I'm getting, uh, I got my tablet jumping and my phone is jumping right now, things <laughs> of that nature. But it's a couple of points that I wanted to touch on. Uh, when First, when she uh, mentioned about Officer Gore, now, uh, as as Tony, you and I know, he does have the option and he does have that right to have the, uh, for the FOP, Fraternal Order of Police, to uh, stand behind him as far as that um, allegation of him hitting the um, individual on the hand with a baton, but as uh, as as you and I know, Tony, what they do, and this is a case-by-case situation, is they try to determine whether that, what they call excessive force, was necessary at that moment. So I'm not too familiar with that incident, so I can't speak on it, but in general, that's the rule of thumb that they go by is determining what was that was the strike with the baton needed at the situation that was taking place. That's what they try to do by the SOP standard operation uh procedures to determine that. But he does have the option of having uh individuals from within inside the FOP or the fraternal order of police to represent him and things of that nature because if that's the case by him being uh put on unpaid administrative leave and things of that nature, that's something that could be reversed as far as him uh, recouping salary that has been lost. I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Uh, another point that I want to touch on as far as, uh, Tony, you had mentioned that uh, people were had been uh, contacting you saying, where were our leaders as far as uh, black America, quote unquote, goes. Now, Reverend Sharpton has been there, and he's uh, actually with the Brown family now. He actually, you know, I was actually, uh, ever since they said about um, Darren Wilson's address, Uh, Being published is funny. As soon as you mention Al Sharpton's name, I'm on CNN right now and other uh, sites as uh, as we're doing our dialogue tonight, that uh, they actually showed Al Sharpton leading the family in prayer. So he's visible as one of our quote-unquote leaders. But, again, as long as you're factual, if you're going to represent a a group or an entity or whatever the case may be, as long as you are factual and you do remain consistent – I mean, you know, I I I like to subscribe to the policy of self-governing or policing ourselves where, you know, we, it's not necessarily that we have to go out and get a big-name individual, so to speak, or whatever the case may be. But if you're an individual that's first and foremost factual about the things right. and the information right. that you're putting out there or talking about or alluding to, and you remain consistent, it could be the average Joe Blow from uh, ABC Street, you right. know, if... If I know this individual is factual, what he's talking about, and he remains consistent, and he does his due diligence, I would support him, speaking uh me personally. But, Miss Oprina, I just wanted to commend you for your profoundness on the things that you've brought forth, and I, you know, uh, stand an ovation to you, young lady.
2: Well, yeah, thank you, Oprina, uh, for your call. Good call, and we are out of time. But Oprina I still you still got a host spot open if you want one. She is awesome. I've been trying to get her to host for me. Uh great call. Tonight we've don't, come a lot. Don't, don't, don't let me back know
3: you Tony, don't let me back. Know you.
2: <laughs> but I do want to say this before we go. Uh, uh one thing I was gonna bring out the last was that in his initial interview Wilson said that um, that he did not know uh that uh Brown had this uh death thing or robbery thing happening. Later he came back that he did know. So it was a major conflict there. And so we got a lot of conflict going on. But we are out of time. We got a minute left. Curtis, I appreciate you coming out, bro. Thanks a lot. We got to do this again. Alright, man?
3: As always, bro. As always.
2: Okay, man. You take care. That's Curtis with something for the fellas. And I want y'all to be cool. If the fat lady thing, if the stadium says that you, if the stadium scoreboard says you've lost and the parking lot is them if God has told you that you won, then somehow, some way, you're going to win. Be careful. You listen to the Souls of America Radio. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Cam I Am. Thank you, Oprina, and all the other listeners. Be careful.
1: till next time.